Hey y'all, I'm Kendallin. And I'm Brandy. And you're now tuned in to God and Lemonade. Hey y'all, we would love to connect with you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at God and Lemonade and send your questions to details at GodandLemonade.com. Now let's get to the show. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. How you been, Kim? I've been well. How about you, darling? Ooh, enjoying this, you know, fall weather. You know, we might see four seasons. (laughs) You know what? I pray, you know, because I'm like all about that sweater weather. Well, not really sweater, more so than layer weather. You be laid up in the summertime. You, you know what? You're right. You're real right. <laughs> That's why, like, when the cool weather comes, I'm like, yes, it's my season yeah. for grace, for favor. Okay. <laughs> to reap what you have sown. Girl, okay. <laughs> you knew where I was going with that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, so. I just feel like my winter clothes are cuter than my summer clothes. <laughs> I yeah, I think so, too. I'm definitely, like, a winter clothes girl because... I just, I'm always working on my summer body. Maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. And then you can layer it up, you know, throw on your little scarves or whatever. I was feeling, I, I was feeling myself this weekend, this today at work. Like, I just, I enjoy putting on warm clothes. Like, I know. And then the nail color changes. Oh, yes. yes. So we got the cute fall colors. Right. The oh, lippies. Oh, mm-hmm, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just fall is great. It is. <laughs> It's a time, ooh, it's the best time of the year with the holidays coming up. I know, like it's, every holiday that involves food. It's like the downfall of me, but also family yes. and friends yeah. and just love and happiness. I don't know, it's just that time of the year. I feel like I should put on Christmas music, but I digress today because... You should, though. I no, support that. Thanksgiving haven't even, I mean... You know, but the way... America, yeah, no. <laughs> America is set up like they straight skip Thanksgiving. It'd be right. like Halloween and Christmas. You'd be like, well, wait a minute. First of all, y'all gonna respect, y'all gonna put some respect on my people's holiday, which is ally. Y'all know. Don't even give me that look. <laughs> For whatever. Okay. <laughs> What's that song? I got loyal. Is it loyalty and royalty? Yeah. Inside my you DNA. Quote that Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Girl, you know I wasn't a fan, but I was a fan of that album. Like, I haven't heard that album. I can't say that. But I did hear that song. Oh, you should go listen to it because it's dope. Like, it speaks volumes. Like, royalty, loyalty, inside your DNA. Like, that's like, man, it's the dopest ever. But you're right about the skipping of the seasons because I feel like, I know we jump in topics, but I feel like one of my coworkers was like, yeah, my mom put up the Christmas tree. Christmas tree. <laughs> What about the fall decorations? What about Mm -mm. the pumpkins? What about... Straight Christmas. It is Christmas. And that's my favorite holiday, so I'm all about that life. (laughs) Because Jesus was born. I mean, yes. You out of line. What you was about to say? (laughs) 
Why is it your favorite? It's just holiday? I don't know. I think because like growing up, I would watch all the Christmas movies. Yeah. And like the little Christmas towns, like I just love those little small towns that has nothing there but like some old historic buildings. But they decorate to like the tea. Oh my! It's gosh. like only five hundred people that live there. But like, yes. It's so Christmas. Oh, my college town was like that, and then they oh. flock like a thousand million. You could jillion people flock to this. 500 capacity town to see these Christmas lights. It was just amazing. Yes. Oh, I need to go to your college town then for Christmas because I live for it all. Okay. Girl, I got the Christmas lights festival and everything is the bomb. You know, it's it, it's still October today though, so we, we have jumped. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it's going to be November in two days. So I, know. <laughs> I just feel okay. Sorry. We're back. <laughs> back to the topic at hand. Yeah. So, what is the topic at hand? So, I was wanting to talk about purpose. Ooh, um, okay. My sister, my baby sister. Hey, sister. Hey, sister. <laughs> so we call each other. Um, <laughs> she asked me a question last week and like, we really, okay, so first of all, me and this baby sister talk about everything from the wretchedness of loving hip hop to mm-hmm. things like purpose, like yeah. talking about stuff. So I, in, in, in a matter of seconds, like, our conversations could change. And she asked me, what was my purpose? Did I know? And I was like, whoa. Like, mm-hmm. weren't we just talking about chicken and waffles or something? <laughs> and I was just like, wow, you hit me with a, a good question. And she was just, she went on to talk about, you know, how she didn't know and how that was her prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, had been her prayer lately and then she wanted to know more and she was seeking God to find the answers and I was just like well I feel like I kind of know my purpose but then again I don't know if that is like my true purpose but you know I feel like I'm I was put here to help people and be the voice of people because that's what I do every day but Mm -hmm. after having a conversation with you last night I mean not by far am I proclaimed ever let me tell you something because we all know because after that conversation we had the other day (laughs) I can never be in ministry but (laughs) We use this every time we record as a ministry. So I think of that as part of my purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know what your purpose is? Well, darling, um, I think that I do. I think my overall purpose is really to just, like, spread the good news, as they say. Mm -hmm. And I don't... And we talked about this last night, too. Like, I don't know that it's necessarily in, like, some type of traditional ministry-like form. Um, Because even, like, when we started this podcast and one of my friends is like, oh, yeah, so something, something, your ministry. And I was like, "Er, er, excuse me, my who now? (laughs) Ministry, girl, do you know me? Um, (laughs) I was not touched by the Lord in that way. So, um, but I do think my, like, the bigger purpose to my life is to just be a light for the world, my world, you know, the world that I connect with yeah, and to spread like God's love. And that, and that's not just like specific to me. I just think that I know, like I'm supposed to do that now. Right. Um, and also I think that I guess I can explain it in the way that I should advocate for those in underserved communities Okay. Like, you know, because the journey to doing what I do, what I get paid to do, uh, was quite interesting. Like, you would have never been able to tell me when I was a teenager that I would have been a school counselor. I mean, even in my 20s, 
my early 20s, like, no. Girl, like, really? Like, do you understand? I have an if on my college trans. <laughs> Can y'all hear me? I have an if Ooh, girl. Mm-hmm. on my college transcript Thanks to Jesus. because I fail public speaking. Mm. I never, ever, 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 ever in a million years thought that I would be the face, the voice, the forefront of anything. Mm-hmm. I was always sliding to the back. Put me, put me in the back. I don't want to be the leader. I don't want to be like I'll do all the work, but I, I want to be behind the scenes at all times. Yeah, never wanted to be on the forefront, and I dropped weight. So I took public speaking three times. Oh, I failed it once. <laughs> I withdrew out of it, mm. and then my mama had got me all the way together, and she was like, "If you don't complete this <laughs> class and quit playing." Um, it's gonna be some problems, right? Because she was paying for college at that point. Right. Snatching wigs. So wigs. I got it together and had an eight. Got That's kind of crazy though, because I was a complete opposite. Okay, like <laughs> LMJ. Oh god. Like growing up in high school, I was like a class officer, um, class president. Actually, hello to all the ex class presidents out there. For most of my years, <laughs> there, a uh, senior year, I was class vice president. Uh, when I went to the Southern University, um, I was the president of the second largest organization on campus for a year, which is um, the Association for Women Students. So I've always been like, oh, you need somebody to say something? I'll stand up it. and say it. <laughs> Don't worry. Yes. And I'm making all the eye contact. I'm talking to you. Okay. <laughs> but I find that it's kind of weird because I find that as I'm getting older, and it may just be because my environment is changing. Like, I'm not, like, ready to be, like, in the front. Like, I'm okay with it, you know? Like, if mm-hmm. you're, like, Kendalyn, uh, the speaker dropped out. It has to be you. What, Jesus? Okay. <laughs> and I'll do it. So, I feel like it's kind of weird. It's a little more fear there. Yeah. And that could be, like, something totally different. But I'll still do it. So, I've always been, like, comfortable being, like center stage I don't know it's kind of weird like I want like I'm okay to be in the light but I can be in the back too. yeah 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 oh yeah don't get it twisted now I prefer working in the back but <laughs> oh yeah um but I guess with my job I don't have those opportunities and it's funny that you mentioned you went back to high school like I was definitely the captain of the cheerleading school I like speaking like this mm-hmm. no <laughs> like what you said my now? aunt right my aunt used to be like how can you be a cheerleader and your voice doesn't go over to your volume like i gotta whisper i gotta listen in to hear you talk like what right but did it kind of change when you were no. performing oh, oh my well yeah performing yeah but mm-hmm. then somebody would say something to me and i'd be like huh <laughs> oh my gosh, what movie? It's like two movies I saw. I think I was watching Grey's Anatomy recently, and it's um, what is that? Pitch Perfect. OMG! It's like an Asian girl on there who like always whispering. Yeah, that was me. M. <laughs> That's out. That whole whatever. Yes, <laughs> but that was me totally. Like never raised my voice. Like when I raise my voice now, people like oh. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's, that's just not me. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just like I've always known that because my mom used to always say, you have purpose. You got, you know, you're going to be something. You're going to be better than me. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Never knowing, never in a million years imagining this would be my purpose. And 
especially in such a, a time that education mm-hmm. is in such a just a hard place like yeah education is a really 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 hard spot right now um and these babies need advocates mm-hmm. like and babies mm-hmm. from K to 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the babies that, that think they're grown. Right, right. They need advocates and people to not be scared to speak up and speak out for them so they can have the same opportunities that we have and can be the voices of the world for us. When I'm in Shady Pines or, you know, at my rest, uh, my assisted living place, you know. <laughs> Shady Pines. <laughs> oh, girl, I love me some Golden Girls, but you know, you know that Sophia be talking about Shady Pines like it's a bad place because that's, <laughs> that's I'm a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, girl, I, education definitely. I I know that educate like for me like if I had to, because I feel like a lot of people say like. Um, if you can identify your passion, then you can identify purpose. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I'm definitely passionate about God. And there's no, like, specific thing with God. It's just, like, God in general. Like, you know, some people kind of hone in. They're like, oh, like, I, I want to talk to single women or I want to talk to whatever. Yeah. I'm like, no, I just want to talk about God. Like, whatever. You know, wherever the conversation leads, as long as God is in it, like, we can talk. All right. Um, <laughs> And education, like, those are just, like, things I'm very just, like, like, don't get me started. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy because the devil oftentimes try to use, like, it's definitely the trick of the enemy to say you don't have a purpose. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard, like, and I know we're using an example of kids, but that, like, kids are so impressionable. I know adults, some adults feel like they don't have a purpose or Mm -hmm. don't mean anything to someone or don't have a reason to live because, you know, people do things every day. But, like, that's a a trick of the enemy. Like, God created us all specifically in his image and for a purpose. For I know the plans I have for you. What? And so... Like, let's talk about that a little bit because obviously, you know, the word says that God knew us before he formed us. Right. And um, I truly believe that we all come here with talents or, or gifts or something that can make our world better. You know, we all have that. And so then it's about, it's kind of like, all right, the clock starts as soon as we come into the world. It's like, all right, you got to find your purpose because you have to add to the world, right? Right. And so, um, I know you listened to the sermon. T.D. Jakes just did an interview with um, Stephen Furtick at Elevation Church talking about his new book, Soar. Go get it, y'all. It's, man, I went and got it already. You did? You got what? it? Did I? Girl, you know I love the book, so I ain't been there. I gotta go get it. I am going to get that. Um, but, and he was saying in his interview, because that was like one of the questions, like, how do you know what your purpose is? And he was like, you know, that's something that you would hopefully be able to identify as a child. Right. So hopefully you would have parents who would like instill things in you where you could be like, I mean, not instill things, but like see like naturally who you are. Right. And then they would put you like set you up to to grow in that. And so it's so true. Like I've talked about this book outwitting the devil before on one of the um, episodes that we did, but that's like, you know, so just to recap, I Witting the Devil is a book basically 
uh, by was by Napoleon Hill. And in this book, he claims to have had a real interview with the devil, like the devil himself. And so he was just asking the devil all his questions, all these questions, trying to find out all the scoop, you know. And so one thing that uh, the devil said in the book was that basically, like, if he can cut you off from your purpose and cause you to drift in this world, then he's one. Like, his big thing is, like, I need to just have you, like, out here drifting, like, no hope, like, no idea, no imagination, just out here just existing so I can um, control you. And so all that is connected to purpose because once you find out, like, whose you are, what you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do, you know, the devil can't really use you if you, I mean, unless you get on his payroll on purpose. But <laughs> And that's why I think all of our purposes, like whatever we do like in the world for a living also has to be um, connected with just the overall purpose of like living for God and spreading God's word. Yeah. And so, um, you know, today I was talking to one of my students and we talked about him before, Nino Brown. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> the fact that this... No, Look, man. don't worry about it. That's his name right now. Um, Fake name, y'all. <laughs> it doesn't have his real name. And so I was talking to him today, and, you know, he's kind of been in and out of school. And, you know, he said to me before, like, I love the streets. Like, he'll straight up tell you, like... This, I mean, you're talking about a kid who, in, who elementary through middle school was in honors classes to going to high school and just getting involved in the streets. And a lot of it is his immediate environment. And so he had missed school for like a, a lot of days recently. And he came back today and we were just talking. And I was like, all right, you know, so we're starting over again. Like we, we ready to kind of get back on, you know, because I'm not judging because I start over every day with trying to like get my weight together. So I was not judging him. <laughs> we're trying to get his school life together. So I was like, all right, let's do it. We fired up. We started again. And he was like, yeah. You know, and I'm kind of tired of saying that, you know, I so I really want to do, do it now. What? And so okay. I was like, okay. Um, and I said, so what happens after you get, you know, your diploma? He was like, you know, I was just thinking about that. He was like, you know, what I want to do in life is going to cause me to go to more school. So I don't know. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? He was like, you know, the big picture, I want to be, I wanted to be a veterinarian, but you know, at this point, like a veterinarian tech or something. And I was like, wait a minute, you like animals? Like when I tell y'all, like <laughs> Nina shocked. Brown for real, like I was just a little shocked that he yeah. would say he liked animals. And he was like, yeah, he was like, most people find that, you know, yeah, surprising. And I feel like he's such a perfect example of how the world can just kind of swallow you up and take you away from your purpose. You know, and just make you feel like that's not for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he has so much to offer the world, but he's been ignoring it all these years. Right. So at this point, you know, I told him, I said, I just want you to know, like, you can do anything you want to do. And I'm not here to lie. Like, the road won't be easy, but if you want to do it, you can do it. Right. But you just got to make a decision, you know. So anyway, the whole point is... You know, he probably was naturally birthed into this world with a love for animals, you know, the ability to know how to care for animals and connect with animals. And somewhere along the line, that got cut off by his environment and the foolishness around him. And so he lost touch with his purpose. Right. And so now he knows what he wants to do, but now he doesn't know how to connect to it. 
but that's what he has like great people like you in his okay. life and his <laughs> you know his high his throughout his high school career now mm-hmm. those people are planted in his life to guide him along that path like it's yeah. so crazy that you told us though that that particular story because it just ties into like i made three thoughts mm-hmm. about purpose like because a lot of times we get off track right mm-hmm. and the enemy tries to use a, that trick to hold us down and keep us off track and manipulate us and control us mm-hmm. but we have to remember that god arranges circumstances so okay. even though nino brown <laughs> went off that wayward path god knew he was gonna be kindling oh, okay, Jesus, I see <laughs> all right to, to hype him up on this monday morning to say all right you back where we going and you know it's mm-hmm. resonating in his mind like i i can't do this anymore like I'm tired of mm-hmm. the same old, same old, and I'm ready to move on. Like, yeah. God does specific things at specific times. I don't think he does. He, God definitely does, like like you said, arrange circumstances. And I, that's so dope. Like, that's so true. Um, and at the same time, we have to be ready to receive those circumstances. So I think the scary thing about kids is that they're learning from adults. Yeah. And so if nobody is teaching them, you know, um, on a consistent basis, then they can get kind of lost, like, in the mix. You know, like, all I'm supposed to do is, like, listen to trap music and think about getting money. Right. Like, that's their whole goal. You can ask kids sometimes, like, what do you want to do? And they'll be like, I don't know. I don't know. That's their favorite word, favorite phrase. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like... That's so scary. I know. Like, as a child, I remember wanting to be probably like a hairdresser, a, a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, a firewoman, <laughs> a policewoman. I wanted to be it all. Right. Like, I, every week it changed. <laughs> it sounded like you had several jobs. Several. I wanted to be everything, okay? It, it changed, and I, I, I think our kids, our youth are, are losing their imagination, like mm-hmm. their abilities to to dream and think big and just just like no or the that that person that instills that you can you can be that veterinarian you can be that tech you can because i mean you can be anything the in the world that you want to be you just gotta work hard for it like i hear kids say all the time i'm trying to get this money like i was talking to my nephew (laughs) yesterday Mm mm-hmm and he's like a smart kid. He he excels in school and he does well in sports. But he was just like, TT, school not for me. I just don't like school no more. I'm just like taking a bath. <laughs> what are you? What? Well, you know how long, how hard we work for you to get here. Like, mm-hmm. what are you saying? Do you understand that this is your like this is free right now? Right. Like, and you are excelling in it. You're doing everything you're doing everything right like why don't you like school like he was just like it's just not for me i'm just like okay you gonna say some craziness like that what you gonna do how are you gonna make money you want to be rich right that's the ultimate goal you're trying to get this money like these kids say what you gonna do right and i mean you can have these hoop dreams you can have these baseball football whatever dreams but everybody ain't gonna make it I'm sorry to tell mm-hmm. you, it's just you got a ball. Somebody, somebody else got a ball. Ten other bo- players got a ball. <laughs> like right. fifty thousand other people got a ball. Like what sets you apart from everybody else? This is what I had to ask him yesterday. I'm just like, you gotta have a, a game plan. If you don't want to go to school, then what 
are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Because first of all, you pro- you're not staying in your mama house. <laughs> like that's that's please, not. Please don't okay. don't be the one with the the slippers on and the cereal. Right, it's your mama house all day on the couch playing games and smart like. You too smart for this. Like, but I think that just goes into another qu- uh, another conversation about education in general. That if it doesn't step away um, from from this cookie cutter approach, and every school is not like this, but most schools are like from this cookie cutter approach, are going to lose a lot of this generation because there are so many distractions and so many things out there that look like oh, this like a get rich quick kind of thing, yeah. and they think like. Oh, I don't gotta go to school. I don't gotta sit in this class. Like, what do I need geometry for? Which is a like real question because no, I don't personally and, use it. And However, <laughs> but you still at some point it could have applied to you. You know what I mean? He asked me that same <laughs> question. We had the same. Were you in the wrong? Like, yeah, literally, you're gonna question. use it. You know what you're gonna use it for when you add on to that house. When right. you're looking at them floor plans, <laughs> you better know the degree angle. Like, it's. I, I wish schools would cater to more real life things i wish math was catered more financially to what it looks like you know i guess i don't even know if i'm explaining it right like yeah it's like like, real world type stuff yes because the the world doesn't teach you that your credit score now the world doesn't school doesn't teach you you don't get that in school and if you don't get it at home you're learning the hard way. Right? If you think about it too, in like most schools, that's kind of like it also in that book that talks about like school is kind of sometimes where dreams go to die, depending on the school because it's you don't have like that free range to like have an imagination and kind of explore things. Everything is so like sit here, do this, sit here, do this. So it, it cuts that off. So you get to school, you get it cut off. You at home, it's cut off because you just got a phone or the TV or a, a game in front of your face. So, like, at what point do you get to, like, just see the world through God's eyes enough to be like, dang, like, that interests me. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, I feel like I can make such a difference in that. Mm-hmm. To really start to understand, like, purpose, you know? And I think, like you said, with your sister kind of struggling, it just goes from, like, Young kids who never figured it out, they become adults. And then it's like, okay, well, like, what do I do? Am I supposed to do this for sure? Like, I don't know what I'm, you know. And so I think one big way to know at least what interests you, I mean, at least to start going down the right road, is to really sit back and consider what excites you. Like, what makes your heart and your soul jump? Like, what kind of things are you super passionate about? Like, when people start talking about education and talking about especially, like, specific communities, I'm like, er, er, excuse me? Like, I'm all <laughs> in it, you know? Right. Like, I also have an interest for politics. Um, I think I, I personally have a lot of interest, but um, just the way, like, God has directed my path, it's just like, all right, girl, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I couldn't see myself doing anything else. And I remember... Like, last week, I was sitting in my office, and I was, like, you know, meeting in and out with students. And just, like, they would come in and ask me the most random stuff, stuff that, like, I just usually side-eye them about. But, like, in those moments, I was so, like, I don't know, it's like adrenaline. Like, yeah. yes, like, you're in my office. I'm talking to you. I'm helping you, like, shape your world, even though it's, like, something you can answer for yourself, you know. <laughs> um And so, for me, like, that's my high, you know. And so, I know, like, 
that this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Like, nowhere else. I mean, not to say nowhere else, because who knows where, you know. Like T.D. Jake said in his interview, sometimes it's you start a thing and it leads to the thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> so you just never know, like, where God will take you from Girl. just making that first step. But you got to step into what what excites you, like, really, too. Like, what what could you do out there for the rest of your life? And you would do it without being paid for. I feel like that's a real question. It is a real question. And I think the answer to that question kind of leads you to where you're supposed to go. Like, I would do this. Shoot, I'd do it <laughs> without getting paid. You know what I mean? Like, the amount of hours that we put in and the stuff that you do, you know, like, the salary you make in is not what you worth. Okay. But I would do it for free, like, right. every time. Like, I think T.D. Jakes also said in the interview... Like, a job will never pay you what you're worth. Mm-hmm. True. Like, don't ever base, you know, base that off that. Like, you should know your worth. I mean, of course, get your money. But yeah. know that you're worth more than that dollar. Yeah. Um, you said something good about, back to that reference about T.D. Jake saying, the, you got to go through the pain to get to the go through the process mm-hmm. and that brings me to my next point that god redeems painful experiences so mm-hmm. in your purpose there may be pain he never said that mm-hmm. it was gonna be peaches and cream and flowers Nobody and right <laughs> he never said right. it was gonna be easy but we can't give up in that pain and i think that's where the devil like uses that little spot in perfect time to slide in with his schemes and tricks and just trickery of the mind and everything else to come in and take us off that path of like oh you couldn't get it anyway or you failed or yeah or even like maybe this could be an example i don't know if you were really going here like if you know hopefully this is nobody's story but obviously we know this is a lot of people's stories like maybe you were abused as a child or molested as a child and so you grow up And all of a sudden it clicks and you become a social worker or advocate for like kids in those situations. And so obviously the road to get there was extremely painful. Right. Um, But it gave you the inside knowledge, you know, all the ability you need to do that job and do it like nobody else could. Right. Which is like, by the world standards, very weird and (laughs) like, why? But... Things like that happen. And people relate to relatable experiences. Yeah. And it helps them. Like, uh, I'm also reading Gabrielle's Union's book, We're Going yeah, to Yeah, her more. book was pretty good. Wine? Yeah, she, she got a trashy mouth. But, oh. no, it is real good. Like, <laughs> she talk about, like, growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, she definitely didn't, in the area that she grew up, and I guess I'll talk a little bit about the book without giving it away. Mm-hmm. But she didn't want to, she grew up in a predominantly white Mm-hmm. area um and her parents strategically moved there her dad specifically because he was keeping up with the joneses like oh this white man could do it i could do it mm-hmm. and so she just like morphed into this became this white person she she made sure that she was she knew all her time tables like she talked about a incident where she just had to she knew the square root of the <laughs> the, the the sum of the number like she just made sure she was 10 steps mm-hmm. ahead of the white people in her class and she was groomed it was it was groomed in her that she had to work 10 times harder mm-hmm. and she had to be better and 
she had to not be herself mm-hmm. to st- be on an even playing field mm-hmm. with the people that she was going to school with, mm-hmm. doing life with. And that had to be a painful experience. Like, to to even and then to admit to the world this is what she did. She denied herself. Now, granted, she's a spokesperson for black women and black people all the time. She's, you know, comfortable in the skin she's in. But she talked about the, um, even the, the skin color, her skin color. Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't supposed to be with the light-skinned guy with the green eyes because she wasn't her his type. Like, mm-hmm. The, the traumatic experiences that she shared, I'm pretty sure, is relatable to somebody reading that book. And they're just like, man, mm-hmm. that was me. That was me going through that. <laughs> yeah, but it shaped now, like, who she is as an actress. Right. The type of films that she does. And now, too, because I, I hear, you know, her speaking out more. Just, like, the message that she has for now a huge audience that looks up to her. Right. And so... That's kind of like along the same lines of Kevin Hart. You know, he'll talk about how, you know, strict his mom was when he was growing up. Like, he had to get up at this time. He had to be there. Like, every hour was accounted for. Like, you always had to be doing something. They walked everywhere. They was riding buses. Like, um, and he talks about how now, like, that's why his work ethic is so crazy. And he's like a millionaire, a a comedian that's a millionaire, which is rare, you know, because of his work ethic. Right. That growing up, he hated it. Right. Like, hated it. You know, and now <laughs> and now he uses it to his advantage. And so, a lot of times there can be, there can be pain. But I think that we have to, um, we just got to open our eyes, man, to, like, what's happening around us. Um, the experiences that we have and yeah. how we felt in it. Like, connecting to our feelings and situations because... You know, I didn't know that I cared about education until I had a conversation. You know, I wasn't, I was a recruiter, but I wasn't like, you know, I was recruiting for an educational institution, but it still was like, okay, whatever, you know. And it wasn't until I had a conversation with somebody who was supposed to be a school counselor <laughs> to tell me that the kids at his school can't get into LSU. So thank me for, thank you for my time. And I was like, wait a minute, Jesus, what am I hearing? And then right then, God was like, this is what you'll do with your life. Well, at least part of it. And I was like, do what now? With kids? Like, do you, you know me? I'm the only child. I didn't grow up around kids. I just don't know because these little girls got smart mouths. I can have a smart mouth. It might not, like, go well. <laughs> he was just like, but it will. And I feel like once I recognized, like, that's what he was telling me to do, and I just walked in it. I mean, it took me like three years to walk in it, um, but it wouldn't go away. Like that right. feeling of like, I'm supposed to be doing something else. Because before that, I was really always trying to figure out, like, what am I supposed to do? Because I have many interests. You know, I have yeah. a lot of things that I guess technically I could do, but I really was like, well, what would make me just like, huh? And um, when I just walked into it, it's just like, I always say this, I'll say it's just been easy ish it hasn't i mean it hasn't been easy but it's been laid out like i've never had to like worry yeah about a job right you know so that's cool yeah i think i i first recognized that i wanted to work and was passionate about education when i graduated from college and came back home in my elementary school the school that gave me my foundation was failing like Mm -hmm. 
that didn't resonate well with me and I took steps. I went to volunteer mm-hmm. in uh public schools. Um and I had a mentee. Like we were I don't even know if I told you this story. We we read Gifted Hands. Yeah, she wasn't into it. Uh, my niece, <laughs> my baby niece, uh, was just born, and girl, it was like a struggle. I was in grad school, was working at the hospital. Mm-hmm. I had this mentee because I just felt like I it was something to do. Some I had to do something to give back to the community because the school that paved the way for me to set the foundation for me could not go down without me trying to do something to fight to help some students to find out why or what weren't they getting. Because mm-hmm. somebody poured into me, I needed to do that for somebody else. So I um, was reading this book, and she was not into it at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I had to bring, I remember this one particular day standing out. I had to bring my niece with me because my sister was at work. I was babysitting because I worked overnight and mm-hmm. had just got out of school class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was so into that baby. I was like, girl. <laughs> this ain't even my baby and I don't want it like <laughs> it's too much like I'm in school I'm working and you think this is easy this is not the life you want right you were put here to be great like you're you're already standing apart set apart because she was in at the time she was inside of a school that had a smaller school setting for kids that achieved higher than the failing school kids mm-hmm. so they had kind of set them apart so she was already in that program and she was just not like focused. Like education was like she she did it with no effort. It mm-hmm. came easy to her, but like the outside world was just calling her. Like she's mm-hmm. just babies and just all kind of other things that she shouldn't have even been thinking about at the time. And I was just like, Lord, like this is the future. Like I can't let it go down. Like I yeah. I tried to run. I you definitely didn't. I finished out that year, but I ain't getting no mentees. Right. I was like, this is too much. Because you went to school for biology, right? Right. Yeah. Like, I was just, and I was in grad school at the time for biology. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not doing this. And it, it never went away. Like you said, like, I mean, you run from me. You're just like, ah, oh, this ain't, mm-mm. I can't, this yeah. girl don't want to hear what I got to say. <laughs> like, she she ain't trying to hear me. I mean, I guess I ain't going to pull it. I'll pull it to my cousins or something. Wait a minute. But that's another clear sign, too. Like, things that you know, like, just keep coming back up. Keep coming back up. We talked yeah. about that when we spoke with Jonathan um, a couple of episodes ago. Just about how things just come around full circle. Yeah. Like, you know, it may have been introduced to you at one time. And then here it comes back again. Like, and you're like, why does this keep coming around? Right. And you're like, let me run this way. Right. And then here it comes again. And you're just like, right. all right, all right. And ended up working at the school. Mm-hmm. Like, work well, doing what I do now for that school. And yeah, been going ever since. It's so crazy how things just work out. Like, mm-hmm. Well, not crazy because it's God-given. It was right. my purpose to be there. Um, right. The last thing that I had... Uh, wrote was God has appointments even in our disappointments like oftentimes we we get down on ourselves or not you know I know I do when something doesn't go like I want it to go I'm just like why I'm never thinking well that's okay it's gonna work out another way because God has other plans for me I'm not thinking that initially Mm -hmm. I'm just like so you mean like if you're operating in your purpose or something that you like you right know, and and then and it, things start to fall apart right like instead of being like well 
checked it off my list. I tried that. <laughs> Maybe you need to keep pushing. You're right. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. Don't stop. Don't quit. Because it's still purpose there. Like, it's... Yeah. It's meaning. And all of that, I mean, adversity really does make you stronger. It helps you to grow. It pushes you to think. I know, like, a lot of times, like, we'll, you know, we're always brainstorming. Like, what can we do to make the student experience better? What can we do to, like, you know, make our academic experience better for kids? And, you know, I'll come with, like, an idea because I'm the ideas queen. Okay, y'all need an idea for anything? Holla at your girl. Now, it may get out of control. Real out of control. I mean, you might need to have... You might need to have unlimited funds for some of these ideas, but guess what? They're going to be real creative, okay? Um, and so I always go to my principal uh, with ideas. Uh, he was making fun of me the other day. He was like, yeah, you don't never run out of ideas, huh? I see. <laughs> no, I don't. So keep your dough open, all right? Um, so and so, girl, I'd be like out of control of my brain. Just be going like a thousand miles per hour. Um, but... A lot of times, it's not, I'm not going to say he be shutting me down, but he be shutting me down. He be like, I don't know, Ken. Like, and I'm still trying to figure out who told him he can call me Ken. But whatever, we cool. Um, (laughs) He be like, I don't know, Ken. Like, you know, because he's thinking of it from a different side. So he, you know, he definitely challenges me to go back to the drawing board. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think when you're creative in any sense, like, you be sensitive about your stuff. So, I done sat <laughs> over right, here. Erica. Okay. I done sat over here and came up with this fabulous idea. And you going to tell me, well, I don't know. Like, let's think of another way. Like, I could get discouraged. It was like, dang, like, my ideas suck. And my ideas don't suck. I think those are just moments for God to stretch, like, how I see things. Because we have such a limited view right. when it's just you. You know right. what I mean? So, things will happen. When you are operating in your purpose, it'll make you feel like, let me throw in a towel. But you don't need to throw in a towel. No, you just keep going. And think of it another way. Yeah. And I think just to add, I guess if this would be a fourth point, which is like, I feel like, and we talked about this in earlier episodes, like when you say, you know, you got to pray about it. It sounds so cliche, but for real, for real, like I've been spending a lot of time just trying to like have a long time with God and to like pray like there's just and I'm I'm not and I'm talking about prayer beyond like thank you Lord for this day it was great uh show me what I'm supposed to do good night you know like really like <laughs> that was the most out of girl that be that used to be me um, <laughs> but like really trying to like go in like no heaven touch and earth like Holy Spirit come like let us you know and I think when you go in like that with God when you just like when you take away distractions and you really say like, I'm going to focus on your word and focus on what you're saying to me, you get a piece about your life. Like Mm -hmm. questions are answered. Yeah. You don't have to like walk around here like, Oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to go left. I'm supposed to go right. Do I go in the middle? Like I'm confused. You know, (laughs) you can really talk to God about it. And I don't know. I just hate that. Like prayer is just such a thing that people think has no power. Yeah. That's, I guess, the best way to say it. Because yeah. people always tell you, pray about it. They're like, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm going to pray, but it don't change my situation. Yeah. But it can. Yeah. Because in that alone time, you can get a great idea. Uh, God can put your name on somebody else's heart who has resources, and they call you up, and they like, uh, I don't really know I'm calling you, but, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think those are all ways to discover your purpose, stay true to your purpose, and have clarity. Right. 
in your purpose. And what you're saying was like discovering my purpose. I can I can't do it alone. I need God. For shizzle. <laughs> For sure. You definitely need God. And God can work through people. Uh, I, one thing that T.D. Jake said, um, he was saying, like, a, basically, like, people can't see themselves. Right. So, if you are having a hard time connecting with your purpose just from your own mind, talk to people around you who've known you your whole life or who've worked closely with you even for a short period of time. And be like, hey, like, like what, you know, like, what am I good at? Like, yeah. Like, what do you think about me? Like, what do you think I'm going to be good at? And make sure you ask the right people now because people are real shady. Uh-uh, girl, because remember you had asked me that question when you when I walked through the door and I had gave you a real answer about what you were scared of. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you right. You did, but that was true. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you can't be taking, I mean, they people might be shady, but you got to take people what people say yeah but i mean okay so pause in the conversation so what we're talking about is i was telling her how my co-worker emailed the whole staff and she was asking for people to like she's trying to do an activity with her class so she wanted to know like what everybody's fears were so if you wanted to like you know participate then respond and so people were like bees clowns snakes you know stuff like that and so i'm like uh i don't really know like I wanted to respond, but I can't think of anything that I could just be like, I'm afraid of. Because so I was telling Brady that, and here she come with a whole list. Uh, I'm telling you, bro, you got to know your friend. You got to know your circle. First of all, she was like, uh, the outdoors, manual labor. <laughs> she like real disrespectful. But the point is like, I was like, oh yeah, girl, you right. I can take that from her because I know her. <laughs> and I know that she knows me, right? right? So you can't ask just like no regular like, person on the road who knows nothing about you or somebody who may have ill intentions i mean you can go back to ask your parents your grandparents your bestie because your friends might be able to point out to you like stuff that you don't regularly see about yourself that can help you connect to like what it is you're supposed to be doing on this earth absolutely but whatever again i I do want to like stress whatever you do as a hobby that's purposeful or to get paid the bigger purpose for those of us that follow God uh, is to spread God's love, spread God's word, you know. His light. Yeah, that's our biggest mission. Like, that's what he told, you know, his disciples to do. Like, go oh, out. Yeah, go out. Spread the word. Spread the good news. Tell everybody about me. And that's why over 2,000 years later, we know about him. Right. And so um, I think. Whatever we do, let that light shine. You know, everybody doesn't have to be like they were saying. Like, everybody don't have to be in ministry because ministry isn't for everybody. But even if you're a lawyer or a doctor um, or a school teacher or a firefighter, whatever you do, um, you can always let God's light shine. Correct. Through that position. So, yeah. That's what I got. That's what I got too, girl. All right, y'all. Well, we will wrap this up and we'll be right back with the final thought. Hey, guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, follow us on Instagram at God and Lemonade. Hit the like button and share it with some friends. Hey, guys. It's Brian here with the final thought. Ephesians 1, 11 through 12 says, In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. 
Esther comes to mind when I think of a woman with purpose. She knew she was placed on a pedestal for a great purpose, and she let her light shine for all of her people. We don't serve a God of accident, and we were fearfully and wonderfully made. Remember, God is in the details.